When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School. Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand. Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover. So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in Plant plant School. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 38 of Plant School. Today we're going to be talking about the world of online plant trading. Rachel, what is online plant trading and what does it entail? Yeah, so I wasn't super familiar with this. This isn't something I had done. So I've done a lot of research and it's actually really cool. Um, I think I might get involved with it. So it all it is, it's simply trading, buying or selling plants online. If we're, you know, specifically talking about online plant trading, it's mostly just trading, you know, for free, um, either giving away stuff, your cuttings or a whole entire plant for free um, and trade for something else that you would like. So it can be done locally and it can also be done all across the world. So if it's done locally, it's usually done um, probably mostly through Facebook. There's a lot of Facebook groups where you can, you know, if you have a plant in your home or you have a cutting, you can post it and ask if anyone wants to trade with you. You can ask for money too. It just kind of depends on the group. And then if you're doing it internationally and you want to trade with someone, there's a lot of platforms that you can do this with. Um, So there's obviously things you can sell um, your plants on like eBay or Etsy, but there's also things like it's called new green market. That's a website that will do online plant trading. There's house with two Z's.com and there's an app called plant swapper. So many others as well, um, where you can go online and trade with people all over the world or in your area. Um, for example, house.com had like just this kind of big discussion board and someone would be like, hey, I have this cutting. Does anyone want to trade? And, you know, it would get quite a few comments of people wanting that particular plant and they would set up a, a trade and either mail them to each other or meet up somewhere. <laughs> so why would you even want to get involved with trading plants online? Great question. So 
I would say first, it's a great way to get new plants for free or for very cheap if you're buying them um, and really grow your houseplant collection. Um, I, I feel like this is something that's more done by people who are super into the houseplant industry. Um, you don't have to be. Uh, that's not a requirement. So if you're just new to houseplants and you want to try getting um, some different varieties that you don't normally see at the grocery stores, um, this is a great way to go. So number one, to grow your collection. Number two, um, it's a great way to build a lot of new connections with people in the plant community and can really offer some friendships for you if those are the kind of people that you really want to connect with. So if you're getting into plants and you really love it, this could be a great way to make friends. Okay. So how popular is online plant trading? Is it a small community? Is it a couple thousand? It's pretty big. And do you know what made it even bigger, Sam? Do you have any guesses? COVID. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the pandemic that we've all been in has made this community grow enormously. So um, just with people wanting to stay connected with nature, getting into new hobbies when they're stuck at home, a lot of these plant swap groups or plant trading groups um, have just grown because they can't meet in person because a lot of them were held in person at you know, just outside convention centers, they could have big plant swaps. So since that couldn't go on, they switched to online and it has just grown from there. Um, and like, just as a reference, this isn't specifically towards online plant trading, but like there was a survey taken and 18.3 million people started gardening in 2020. So just from that, you can see that, um, you know, getting into plants in general has just enormously grown, especially with the pandemic. 18.3 million is a lot of people. It is. Um, are there any laws to the industry? Can you, I mean, obviously you can't sell drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So there, yeah, no drugs. There are what they call seed and plant exchange laws, and it's regulated by the government. I'm not going to dive into them because, first of all, it sounds kind of boring, at yeah, least to me. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a law student. That's not my jam. Um, and they vary by country, state, even local laws. So, yeah, there's too many. I can't, I can't even begin to scratch the surface. But if you are selling, just be sure that you look into those local laws so you aren't doing anything illegal. Um, like, for example, some people might unknowingly trade you invasive plants that aren't allowed in your area. Um, I remember one time, this this is a random story, but one time at the greenhouse, we had to throw away a bunch of plants because we found out they were illegal in the state and we didn't know, like, the cultivar of plant that we had gotten for the university's greenhouse was not allowed um, in our state. And it, it was just... It's just law, like it wasn't poisonous or anything. It just wasn't allowed by law because the cultivar hadn't been like copyrighted or something. So we had just to a, toss out all these plants. Yeah, just a 20 year felony. For... <laughs> yeah. Imagine the whole greenhouse crew just gets sent to jail. <laughs> um, we'd be a tough bunch in jail too. You're a criminal. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyway, so if you um, are selling to other countries, you need what's called a photosanitary certification. It just makes sure that you are actually selling what you're selling. Like if, if you're like, oh, hey, I'm selling this basil plant and you send them a weed that's just, you know, on the side of the road that's not allowed. So there is some certification if you're wanting to sell overseas or trade overseas. But yeah, it's required not just for houseplants, but for like bulbs, tubers, seeds, fruits, veggies, cut flowers, growing mediums, like soil, cotton, wood. Like it's crazy. Just almost everything that's um, plant made um, needs to be regulated that no one's, you know, cheating the system. Just getting their hands in everything. Yeah. Making rules. Yeah, you know. Um, Is there any, like, logic to the government making the laws? Like, is it invasive? Did you mention that? I don't know if I did, but yeah. So, actually, I think I maybe said something very quickly about it. But, yeah, you can't just be selling any sort of plant because to that other area you're shipping it to, it could be very invasive and cause problems. And so, like, these laws, like, there's a seed regulation laws, they they have been, like, the standard practice for a really long time because, I don't know, like, you think about it, seeds are kind of the livelihood of our, our food. And so, if you're tampering with those, if you're selling something that's not really what it is, you can get in big trouble. So, okay, yeah. Um, so... I've always wondered this. How do you ship plant to someone? I always wonder about these companies that sell plants online. Like, yeah. what, how do you ship it without it dying? Yeah. You don't really think about it. No one really, like, on a regular basis gets plants in the mail. Maybe you do. I don't know your life. But I feel like for the average person, it's not something you think about traveling in the mail. So it depends how to ship it. It depends on the plant and where it's going. If it's if you're shipping in the winter, a lot of people will include small heat packs to kind of um, help it stay warm along with insulation because you don't want that plant getting too cold and dying. Um, a lot of people, if the weather's going to be below a certain um, temperature, it it's best to just they just won't ship it to you. And then so. There's like two ways to mainly ship a plant, right? So if you're shipping with a pot, you really need to wrap up that pot. They'll put a cardboard collar on the top of your pot so that if it gets tipped and stuff, the soil just doesn't all come spilling out. That cardboard will keep it there. And then they'll insulate it in a plastic bag and everything. Make sure it's it, the soil is watered so it has water for the journey. Um, and then... It will be placed inside a box upright if possible. You don't want that thing upside down with a pot because pots are heavy. Um, And then you can mark the box this end up. You can put live plant on the box or perishable so that hopefully your mailing system and the workers there will be kinder to it. Hopefully. You never know. You know, with postal, it's just kind of it is what it is, you know. And then so the other way you can do it. And this is what a lot of people will do because you think of the weight of the pot and soil. That's really heavy. That's a lot of money you have to spend on shipping. So a lot of people, 
just don't even worry about potting in soil. They will shake off all of the soil and they ship it bare root. So they will um, wrap it with several moist um, paper towels so that it does have water, the roots do, and then they'll put it in plastic. And you can add little moisture crystals. It's kind of like that stuff you find in a baby's diaper. It, they, they're like little crystals, but once they fill up, they become kind of jelly-like. But that just um, lets the water last longer and not evaporate so quickly. And then anyways, you can put, once you've got it all wrapped up, put it into a box and same thing. Live plant, perishable, stick that on the box and um, it gets sent off. And that is how plants are shipped. And I've never had a plant shipped to me besides seeing them when I was working at a greenhouse, but it's done all the time. Hmm. I didn't know all that. That's really... Yeah. You think you could ship a plant yeah, now? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's it's more complicated than shipping a, you know, just like a normal uh, item. Yeah, to... like a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um. So how, going back to like trading, how uh -huh. would you go about finding your own local group to trade and swap plants with? And get involved. Yeah, so I would first... Um, go to Facebook if you have one and try searching your area name plus the words plant swap. And you can find so many groups that are trading plants. And I, I guarantee that you probably have one in your area. If you don't, there are larger general groups that are willing to ship plants to each other. That's no big deal. And then, like I said, there are our apps. What was that app called? Plant Swap? Yeah, Plant, Plant Swapper. So you can try out that app. You can look um, on these different websites. If you just want to buy them at, you know, really good rates of, you know, just getting someone's cutting or something like that, you can try Etsy or even eBay. But I would say first, first go to Facebook and find that local group because a lot of really great deals of people just wanting to get rid of their plants happen there and you can snag some pretty cool ones or you can sell yours or just get rid of them too, which is really nice. Awesome. All right, Rachel, thanks again for putting in the time to do the research and I learned quite a bit about the online plant community. I didn't, I am always shocked when I see you on your Instagram and how many people post about, about plants. their plants and plants they're buying online and things like that. So there's a whole community out there for all of you. Uh, and yeah, just take some, some searches on the internet to find them. And stay tuned for next week. Sorry, just losing my train of thought. No, you're yeah. good. Stay tuned for next week. We'll have hopefully have another uh, podcast episode. Sorry, we've been a little inconsistent recently. We've summer's been, just a little crazy. It's yeah, kicking our butts. Traveling and being sick. Yeah, it's been fun and not fun all at the same time. So we appreciate all of you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tenny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube.
Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T-E-N-N-E-Y Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.